guilt, there's two definitions. One, one is that you have done something wrong. Mm-hmm. And the, that the second one is that you feel like you have and that mom guilt or most guilt, especially as women, like it's because you feel like you have, but mm-hmm. it's, but that you, you haven't. haven't. Yeah. It's kind of mental in a way. Right. Hello, I am Leonette Talley, and you are listening to Virago 24-7. Virago 24-7 is a weekly podcast that brings women together to share our stories. My friends and I, we sit down and have conversations about things going on in our lives and in our world. With each story, I'm hoping to learn and grow and really realize that we weren't meant to do life alone. Here, you will find everyday growth, everyday healing, and everyday warriors. First time. This is the most I've ever had on Barago twenty four seven, and there's five of us. So today I have Erica Freeman Jones and Rachel Wall, and we call them Ebony and Ivory. Ivory and Ebony. <laughs> no, I, I said Ebony and Ivory. Yeah. Right. And they were on episode three, which was titled, what was that titled? Black People Don't Do Play Dates. Black People Don't Do Play Dates. So welcome, you two. Hello, ladies. We have Lindsay. Say hello, Rachel. Hi, ladies. She's so shy. <laughs> and then we have Lindsay. She has been on the past two, Lindsay Yoder, on the past two um, shows, uh, episodes six and seven, Anxiety and Race. And for the very first time... Hey, we have Megan McNally. Welcome her. Hey, thanks. I'm glad you're on. So today we have an awesome topic um, about mommy guilt. And all the mommies that I know have some kind of opinion on this. So we're going to get into it. But before we do, I want everyone to go around and just tell us how many children you have and how old they are or just what... um, just information that you would think would be beneficial to this topic. Let's start with Erica. Okay, so I have um, two daughters. One is 20 and one is 14. And it's beneficial to know that at this time because I've been separated from their dad for 12 years. Um, so, and I've been in Georgia for the last seven. So I'm here with just my sister that lives here. So everyone else is in Michigan. And um, so I basically raise them on my own. I'm Rachel Wall. I am recently divorced and I have four children. Um, My oldest daughter is almost 16. My son is just turned 14 yesterday and my identical twin girls are 11. That's a lot of children. That's a whole I'm Lindsay Yoder. I have two kids, an 11-year-old boy and an 8-year-old girl. And those are my children. 
I'm Megan uh, McNally, and I have two children, uh, Margaret, who is eight, and Charlie, who is five. And me, I've talked about them before, but I'll say it again. I have three kids, one who's 19, one who is 12, a son who's 12, and a daughter who is 10. And yeah, so, and I'm married, but with the 19-year-old, I was not married in the very beginning. I did it um, as a single mom, so I have a little bit of both perspective. I haven't been as long as Erica, though. No way. No way I could do that by myself. But anyway, so I reached out um, on Facebook because I wanted to get people's feedback on this topic because there's so many different, I mean, it's just so many perspectives, but um, I'm going to give a shout out to Angela Randall who said, um, I'm going to read the whole thing because I liked hers. Um, She says, all the mom guilt. I feel guilty for neglecting work to be with my kids. I feel guilty for neglecting my kids to focus on work. I feel guilty for spending time on myself or with my husband instead of with the kids. Guilty for not remembering all the things. Was yesterday ugly sweater day at school? I forgot this ice cream money again today. Guilty for letting them eat too much junk food. Guilty for not letting them just be kids sometimes. My guilt list is long, she says. Can any of you guys relate to any of this? Does any... Okay, before we start that, who has mom guilt here? Because I know Erica (laughs) says she does not suffer from mom guilt. Right, E? I, I feel that I don't. I may have it mm-hmm. here and there. Um, maybe. Nah, let me let me start. I, I, don't. <laughs> I don't. She was gonna make something up. I was gonna be like, well, maybe like, and I, you and I laughed about mm-hmm. this at the gym yesterday because I, I sometimes look at myself and say, but well, damn, should I feel guilty? And should I be feeling like this? Let, let me call my kids. <laughs> She's like, hey, you said you said you you like you stand there and you're like yeah no nah, no I don't feel it I still don't feel it I don't feel it it's not there so no I I don't and I feel like like what I shared with the ladies prior to this is that um, I'm a school teacher and I always knew that was my calling but I don't feel like it was my desire to have children I love them I have them. Um, but that was not something, you know, how some little girls be like, oh, I can't wait to be mm-hmm. a mom. That was never me. Mm-hmm. Never me. So I feel like maybe that's like I'm, I'm like, oh, I don't get that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are lucky to be here. That's it. <laughs> that's my contribution. <laughs> I wonder if the, the age of your children or the stage that they're in, you know, like your girls are older and, mm-hmm. you know, if when you have littler ones, if there's. I don't know, just a progression of that. Like as as you're a mom, not necessarily for you specifically. She's shaking her hand. For moms, like as you have young folks that need a little more attention and care mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. attention. Well, and them. let me say this. A little bit of my backstory. In Michigan I had a huge village. Mm-hmm. You know, I had Taylor very early. I had her at twenty one. I was still in school full time, working full time. Like I only took three weeks off for maternity leave. And then I was back to work, back to school. And, you know, my mother and my great grandmother, um, their dad, like everybody pitched in to take care of Taylor. And so I didn't have that. I don't know. For me, at that age, it was like, okay, go, go, go. I need to get this done. And, you know, everybody else, they they got her. She's good. Like, I knew she was in great hands. 
So I didn't have that guilt of, oh, I need to drop her off and be gone all day mm-hmm. because she was with my mom or my grandma. So it's yeah. like I didn't <clears throat> I didn't feel like what, what you're kind of saying, like when they're small and they're younger, I just felt like, oh, yeah, she's in great hands. I'm doing what I need to do. And that, that was mm-hmm. it. Yeah. That's a different factor too. Of yes. How much, like who is caring for your child when yes. you're not there and mm-hmm. is it, if it's family or if it's not. And mm-hmm. yeah, that's a big, I factor. felt like maybe if I had to put her in daycare at three weeks old, that would have been different, but yeah. I didn't have to, I had my, yeah. my mom and my grandma. Yeah. So <laughs> it was like, I didn't have those worries. Mm-hmm. So I didn't, I guess it just never really developed. Because I had that with Kaylin. Right. That first year, it was a friend and then my grandma that took care of her. Mm -hmm. So I think you're right. Like if it would have, and I went back to, I mean, I had a, I didn't have a choice. I was in school and and working and that six weeks, like I had to go. Right. And with, yeah, yeah, with Nye, I was established teaching. So I was able to get the proper maternity leave. So I was home with her. Mm -hmm. And then when I did return to work again, it was my mother and my great grandmother who had them both and my mother took Taylor to school and picked her up and like she did everything so I didn't mm-hmm. have to until yeah, I moved I here. So I can I see why you don't feel guilt. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can see that. I mean that does yeah. play a huge part. It I mean, plays a huge part. Because yeah. a lot of those things are about like maybe guilt over decisions you've made of like do I if you are in a position as a family to choose whether to stay home with your kids or not, like mm-hmm. the amount of decisions you have to make of, of what the childcare situation is. Are you comfortable with it? Are you not? Like those are, those are big factors. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of mom guilt with Margaret. And to that point, Lindsay, around the decisions you make for me, kind of like Erica, I never thought I'd have kids. I was oldest of five. I had to take care of them. And my folks were working. Never thought I would. And my career has always been, really number one. Um, and I had children later met my husband. We were together, but we didn't have kids. We weren't married. And I was totally focused on my career more. So even in my relationship before we had kids and continued to be focused on that. And when we had Margaret, um, my career was still first. And I remember, uh, traveling 10 weeks after she was born and I was pumping in an airport (laughs) (laughs) and I'm looking for places to plug in the pump and I'm thinking, how am I going to do this? And, but I wasn't not going to travel. I wasn't not going to go for work. Mm -hmm. And there was so much guilt around that of like, should I be home instead? Should I not? But I wanted to be working. I wanted to be doing that for my career. Mm -hmm. And with Margaret, um, there were many, I think I've, I've pumped in 20 different airports across the country. (laughs) And, uh, and there was a lot of that. Right. And a lot of it was other people that I felt like I was doing something wrong. Like I wasn't the kind of mom that I should be because I was choosing my career over being with my little girl, but Mm -hmm. it felt like that was also a good choice for me. Like it was also making me happy. So the guilt is, is it more, you're telling yourself or other people are putting that on you to make you feel guilty. Well, Cause I think there's a difference. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, shut up. Right. You know, I think that it's what we allow people to do. I think there was a stage in my life where I let people make me feel badly, which didn't matter. I remember Charlie, when he was little, um, I work, I travel a lot for work and, and there's a whole other point around, wife guilt because I had a career opportunity and Jim actually left his career and was a stay at home dad. 
And there was a lot of society stuff around that. I had mm. friends who really judged me for that. I had people would say stuff to Jim about mm. being emasculated and like mm. not being a real man because he was staying at home and that I was a terrible mother because I did that to my husband. And like, you know, I mean, just it was wow. wild. And I remember with Charlie, when we had Charlie, we had a nanny because uh, Jim was working again. And to make all of it work, I had him in three different part-time daycares. Oh, wow. Right? Wow. I mean, it was like, okay, got to get him here. Got to get him here. Got to get him here. And I had a friend who said, oh, does Charlie have so-and-so at school? I said, I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> not a clue. Not a clue. <laughs> I have no idea. teacher's and names. She looked at me. I said, he has nine teachers. I have no idea what his teacher's names are. I just drop him off and then I go to work. <laughs> and and I don't know what the little boy does. I, I just know they take off and I leave. Know. I don't even know. <laughs> That's funny. And, you know, but I had to just realize, like, for me, I'm a better mom because I love my job and I love what I do and... I know I'm good at it and that makes me a better mom to them. And I'm a worse mom when I think about I should or I shouldn't. And so for so long it was around like quantity. Oh, it's not enough. Um, And now it's about quality. Like how can I spend the time that I do have and make it meaningful for them? Yeah. Right. I love that. So your happiness is key. It's key to, to being a good mm-hmm. mom, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's the bottom line. Yeah. I don't think kids look at so we take that. that segue yeah. over to this one right here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. And I'm just—I actually am just the opposite. I gave up my career mm-hmm. to stay at home with my children. Um, in fact, I had no family here and a husband who worked ridiculous hours. So it was me and four children, ages mm. four and under. Um, four, two, God bless and you. newborn mm-hmm. twins. No way. And um, boy, was that difficult. And my mom, my parents would come about one weekend a month just to kind of hang out. But but that was all the help I had. Mm-hmm. So um, now that I'm recently divorced, um, I don't have my children all the time. So I actually have mom guilt. I'm looking at my clock right now. I have mom guilt for being here today mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I actually do have my children right now at home. And since I don't, I gave so much of myself. I gave everything of myself for their, um, I've only been divorced, but we'll separate it and, and away from their dad, actually less than a year. Um, and, I gave so much to them for so long. And so now it is very difficult to, when I am away from them. Um, I I miss them. I enjoy the little bit of relief that I do get from, whew, I'm not having to do everything. But now that I'm, when they are with me, I feel like I should be spending every minute mm-hmm. with them. And so I do struggle mm-hmm. with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but you've spent all those years with them. Like, <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> like, Spent Friday and Saturday. Like, all the time. So one little year comes around and you're feeling guilty. I think you need to let it go. I mean, I'm not a psychiatrist or anything, but it seems like they're doing something (laughs) for my personal. (laughs) Well, I think kids feel it, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, I think our kids feel when we're not happy or when we're putting unnecessary pressure on ourselves for whatever reason, Mm -hmm. right? And so when you finally say, you know what? Mom's going to take that time. 
I think they get it, right? It's hard at first, right? But I think ultimately they see it. Mine do. Yeah. I'm going on date night. I'm going on a girl's trip. I'm going out to eat. And they're like, bye. <laughs> because that's what I've been doing since they were little. Right. So they don't know any different. Like, I'm so guilty. Bye. I'll see you on Sunday. Right. And I don't call them either while I'm gone. Right. right. They don't get not one phone call. Everyone's like, oh, I talked to the kids today. I'm like, yeah. Here we are. Yeah. Everyone's like catching right. up with their kids. We're like, right, yeah, no. Erica and I are like, I don't know what they did. Do you want to go have a drink <laughs> yeah. on, on the they, deck? They were Charmaine. They good. That's me. I'm like, good. I'm like, that's why they have a dad. That's why I got married. So that he can do something too. I don't have to do everything. No, seriously. I mean, I love him, but that's why I got married and then had the rest of the children. I'm like, because doing it by yourself sucks. It, does. it sucks, man. Yeah. But with my kids, so like what, what you're saying that you focus on your career with me I've always wanted kids, but that's what I wanted. So I admire that you did that. Mm. And I wanted a career. And so my guilt was, oh my gosh, I'm a stay at home mom with these kids. And this is not what I wanted for my life. I wanted to travel and have a career and like, just be somebody, you know, and here I am in a house with three kids. Yeah, like feeling stuck. I felt right. stuck. Right. And I don't think people, um, our parents and our grandparents don't warn us about really how much work it truly is. Mm-hmm. I didn't find staying at home all day with a four-year-old, two-year-old, and newborn twins very satisfying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, no, I love it. I but it, it was hard work. And when yeah. I, I, I feel like I lost myself mm-hmm. through that mm-hmm. greatly. I felt like I did no longer had. I still to this day, my kid, my my youngest are eleven. I still say, "Do you need to go potty?" Like, I lost how to communicate during those times with adults. I'm They're so serious. Sixth grade, right? They're sixth grade yeah. now. Do you guys need to go potty? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's hilarious. I do. So I. But then you started, so Rachel, if you guys remember from the third episode, she has um, a boot camp that she started around when the twins were little, right? The twins just to, were 11, 11 months old. Okay. Was that something because you needed oh, some, I some needed it. Yes, and I loved it. And I was so excited to get out of the house and focus on me for the first time in years and years. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I loved that. And then that's where I started doing more, a little bit more and more and getting out. Yeah. Or, mm-hmm. And taking time for myself and not just focusing 100% on the children. Because I did give up. I have um, a bachelor's and a master's degree, and I don't use them yeah. because I chose, you know, and I, there's benefits and mm-hmm. um, disadvantages mm-hmm. of that as well, which that's maybe another show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know. I know. It's like, that's true, though. You get your degree, and then it's like, okay, now I'm at home. It's like, well, yeah. Right, because you experience yeah. the same thing, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. And, then you, and then you feel guilty because I should be happy that I have a husband who's, quote, unquote, letting me stay home. Or, you know, that mm-hmm. most women would love that. And, and I would feel guilty, like, I should be happy. And I am not. Mm-hmm. To the point where I tell the story where um, Corinne, our youngest, it was hard. I don't know how you did it, Rachel. Like having four under four. I had two under two, like two in, in a baby. And that was hard. I can't imagine adding two more, but, um, she was little. She could barely walk. I remember. And I felt like the house was caving in on me. So I packed a little bag. I said, I don't know where I'm going, but as soon as 
Philip got home. I literally handed yeah. him the baby yeah. and I said, I don't know where I go. And poor guy is like, what? 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 <laughs> I'm like, I feel like I'm drowning because at the time I didn't have the friend group that I have now. It was just me, Philip and the kids and maybe like a few friends, mm-hmm. like two, three friends, like nothing, nothing to write home about. So I felt very, very alone. Yeah. And I literally got in my car and I drove, I didn't get far. I, I drove up, uh, like an hour out of uh, Peachtree Corners and <laughs> found a hotel, got a bottle of wine, yeah. got something to eat. And then I slept yeah. with no interruption. And I brought my Bible and God spoke to me that, that weekend. And I don't remember what Bible verse, but I opened it and it was talking about, he puts you in a place at a certain time in your life for a reason. And it's, you're not stuck forever. This is just for that moment. And it just spoke to me. I'm like, okay, I'm supposed to be here with these kids. Like, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And then I'm going to have my moment Mm -hmm. later. Um, And I went home and something, yeah, it's hard to explain, but something inside me flipped. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to enjoy this time. It wasn't always, you know, peaches and cream, but I'm like, I'm going to enjoy this time. And I mean, it goes like this. You snap your fingers and like now they're 19, 12 and 10. Mm -hmm. And now I get to do this with you girls and I have an awesome friend group and it's, it's, it's so much more than I ever had imagined. So you feel stuck. Um, but don't feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like you, you want to travel Megan and you want to be with your kids and, or, you know, with yeah. your work. And then when you're with your kids, that's, that's all they get, mm-hmm. but you get, they get a good version of you. Right. I think so. Well, I think as moms too, we do it to each other, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, oh. it's like only recently have we even, has it even become okay to even say like, I don't have it all figured out. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing. Like mm-hmm. everybody thinks they've got to put on this facade mm-hmm. of, oh, I've got it all, right? I Like Angela, who put that thing, like, is it Christmas sweater day? Is it not? Like we put up this yeah. thing that we think everybody has, you know, oh, I packed a healthy lunch and I got this and I got that yeah. and everything's all lined up. But it doesn't have to be. And like, I think we as a collective mom can stop that to each other and Mm -hmm. just be vulnerable Mm -hmm. about Mm -hmm. the reality of it. Whether you're a stay at home mom, working mom, single, married, it's just hard sometimes. Yeah. And that's just the reality. And sometimes we love our kids and sometimes we don't like them and we don't want to be around them. And that's okay. That's the truth. You know? I have always felt a, just a tremendous pressure to be all things mm. to everybody. And that's mm-hmm. a, it's interesting to talk about, you know, things to do with being a mom and what is just about being a woman mm-hmm. in our world and what of those issues overlap, but mm-hmm. feeling like I needed to be the, the good, um, mom who knows about the sweater days and the things, um, but just a, pressure to have all of that together. Mm-hmm. So that Megan, yeah. what you just said speaks a lot to, I feel like my experience mm-hmm. of feeling a, a lot of pressure that is pressure on myself and my understanding mm-hmm. of how I'm supposed to be. Um, but then when I think about other women and how we need one another and how there are, there's room for each of us to be ourselves. I think about um, the moms who are the room moms, mm-hmm. like who have the capacity mm-hmm. to do it. And I say, thank you. Thank you for serving your kids and my kids. And like, we need, we need moms to be able to do that. There's no shame in the, Mm -hmm. in the working or the staying at home. I've done both. I was home when our kids were young and, and back to work full time now. And we need the moms to do all of the things. Like we need Mm -hmm. the moms Mm -hmm. in the workplaces, 
um, advocating for women yeah. and being leaders and in those ways. And we need the moms who are leading in mm-hmm. classrooms mm-hmm. and taking care of kids. And we need, we need to make room, as you said, Megan, kind of in our collective psyche for women to be doing all of yes. those things and that that's mm-hmm. okay. And it is okay. Yes. Right. Why, why do you guys think women, um, criticize each other for doing one or the other? <clears throat> like, where does that come from? Is it jealousy? Is it insecurities within themselves? Like, I don't understand the whole pitting stay at home versus working moms. Maybe some of both. Like, I mean, there is, there are outside pressures, I think, on women. Mm-hmm. I know, but, but why do you have to have an opinion on, like, if right, I decide right. to stay home and Megan why wants to matter? work, why does it matter mm-hmm. that her husband is a stay-at-home dad? And I mean, like, I don't know. People I'm cared just, so much. I'm just oh my gosh, mm-hmm. I can't even get over it sometimes, how much people cared. And I don't know why. Like, why? And maybe, you know, I think at the end of the day, anybody's, projection is because of something with them, mm-hmm. you know? That's true. And so I think that, you know, if I'm a working mom and I, you know, am judging some stay at home mom, it's probably because there's a part of me that wishes that I could be at home and that I wasn't mm. yeah. pumping in some disgusting Atlanta bathroom, <laughs> you know? <laughs> they need to have like a room or something for oh, that. I am telling you, I used to grade the airport, mm-hmm. Minneapolis airport has the best, but okay. now, you know, I think about it now there are lactation yes. places in the airport. Yes. Oh, they didn't really? have that when I had Margaret right. at work. I had a janitor closet that they turned in because I worked with a whole bunch of men who, you know, I don't get it. They, yeah. So I'm in my little closet. Oh no. And now they have lactation rooms. I remember this woman at the Atlanta airport. Oh my gosh. I know that this isn't about. This isn't a breastfeeding podcast. That's okay. But this woman, oh my gosh, she saw me. And I was like overflowing. I just got off a cross-country flight and I was, oh, it was terrible. And I'm looking and I go into the Atlanta, one of the Atlanta bathrooms and there's no outlet, Mm -mm. nowhere. And it was a woman who was like a custodian and she goes, oh honey, you know, and it was 1030 at night, right? I had just gotten home and I was just bursting. It was terrible. Mm. And she goes, oh honey, you need a, you need to, to let your breasts go, don't you? And she's like, come, come on. Aww. And she comes and she takes my arm and she walks me to one of those family bathrooms, you know, one of those family. And she opens it and she's like, you don't know that there's an outlet. Because, you know, your breast pump, mm. you need the outlet. Sure. And she opens up the garbage can area, okay? The, like the garbage oh. can where how many people go to the Atlanta airport? Like millions of people yeah. and opens it up and takes the garbage can out. And behind the garbage can is the plug. No. She goes, here you go. Right? Aww. And she like wiped it down. And I'm like, I was bawling. I was crying. She was such an amazing Aww, woman. You so sat on the floor. Oh, I just stood up there <laughs> and held him. Held him. <laughs> I shipped breast milk home with dry ice from Las Vegas one time. You did. No joke. My sister was here in Atlanta. She flew out. Rosie was out. She Side flew out. note, like how long did you oh do God, that? Because I did it for two long. months and I thought that it was is the worst thing. right there. Mm. I should have stopped at day one. Yeah. But I thought, I got I got a breastfeed. Mm, I got right. a breast. No. See, when, oh, when the baby number three came, I was like, this sucks balls. Like, who has time for that? And I mean, I guess I did because I was staying home. But, but I told I do. I got time. I got time because I don't work. And the nurses pressure you. Oh, I said, pressure I you. said, I do See? not want 
to breastfeed. And and are you sure? Yes, I'm sure. Right. I've done it two other times and it sucked. And I did not <laughs> like it. <laughs> and now she is allergic to uh, uh, nuts and tree nuts. So then I'm like, oh my gosh, maybe I should have breastfeed. <laughs> no, seriously. I'm like, oh my gosh. Mom maybe guilt. Me. Don't do it. See, and that's why I'm like, I may not have had mom guilt from the beginning. Right. Because I was like, I'm not breastfeeding. They'll be all right. right. They're going to well, be all right on this simulate. But I'm they make you feel like you are horrible for <laughs> not even I did it. not care. I didn't right. care what people well, had to I say. Well, I was 21 and I was so was I. I was 21 with Taylor and I was like, I'm not, not doing, doing it. it. But you have that personality that you yeah, just don't give. She about three, to get this what do you call it? on a spoon. <laughs> so I ain't stand up. Cereal. <laughs> <laughs> Like she hungry. That's why she cries. Give her a little bit of that cereal on the tip of a baby spoon. At one month old, my kids slept through the night. Yeah. Both of them. My grandma did that. Grandma's uh, no things. With Kaylin, I'm like, I don't think you're supposed to give them um, mashed up rice in the bottle at two months. Cornbread. She's like, you don't know. She's Dominican bread. Oh yeah, cornbread my with green juice. Yes, ma'am. Smash it up, give it to that baby. That but baby my baby was a punch punch. She was Belly. a fat little thing because she gave her food <laughs> straight from the bottle. She would mash it up and make that tip of the hole real big mm-hmm. so it can. Oh yeah, yeah. And I didn't have like I worked and she. Yeah. So I'm like, all right, she can't crawl at ten months because she's fat. But okay, <laughs> <laughs> at least she sleeps through the night. <laughs> no, that's a true story, guys. It's true story. I'm like, is something wrong with her? <laughs> the doctor's like, she's a little she overweight. <laughs> she did. She's a big girl. <laughs> I think I saw that rice and beans in my abuela. <laughs> <laughs> in her bottle. She had beans in her bottle. Yes. <laughs> okay, maybe not the beans. <laughs> I'm dead serious. She would put it in her little swing. So <laughs> she would mash up plantain. Oh. I'm dead serious. I'm like, I get home okay. and I'm like, well. Okay. Hey, I can't complain because she's watching her. Right. For free. (laughs) Give her what you want. If that's how you guys do it into my crib, I'm like, hey, that's how we're going to (laughs) roll. It's a true story. She's like, you don't know. You don't know what you're doing either. I know what I'm doing. I'm like, okay. So let's go back to Facebook posts. So I have one from Christian Shadrach Collier. And she says, I think it's a real thing, but I also think it depends on your situation and personality. Things that I may have guilt about aren't going to be the same things as someone else. I also think it depends on who you have in your circle and who's speaking truth or maybe feeding the thought or feeling. I have people in my life who I call when I'm feeling a certain way, who look at me and validate my feelings and then positively speak into my life and get me out of my funk. But yes, I think mommy guilt is real. God has designed us to nurture and care for things. And when we feel like we aren't uh, fulfilling those things, I think the enemy wants us to believe we aren't good enough, which is a lie. Mm -hmm. And I love that because Mm -hmm. that is the truth. And I think it takes a while to get to that point, though. I think for me, as the stronger my faith gets, the more I understand that. And so I don't feel I don't feel guilty now. Like I did before, because I know that God picked me to be their mom and he's equipped me to do what is best for them. And they're happy little kids. So if I need to take me time, I mean, there's times where I'm down here 
I don't want them around. Bye. I'm having a long time and you're talking way too much. Bye. I love you so much. Yeah. And it's like, they, they're fine. They're like, okay, mommy. Like they understand. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. I just don't have, I just don't have the energy for, for this right now. But some moms would think that's horrible. No. I don't know. I wonder how much of it is for people who've experienced what it feels like to give too much of yourself. Like now, you know, to protect yourself, like, Mm -hmm. you know what you need. And so I need alone time and I know it's important that I get it. And Mm -hmm. so I'm willing to tell my kids no, or have them wait or ask them to leave the room because you know what it feels like when you get so depleted. That's, that's a good point. Like I know, I mean, just for my own story of, of knowing, of kind of hitting those bottoms of like, I don't know who I am. I don't know how to show up for myself. I don't know what I need, much less how to articulate it, you know, to have, to get to that point where you're like, I've got to do something different here. And then you have, then you have better boundaries around like, here's what I need. And then other people, they're going to be fine. You know, like, so I just, I wonder that the role of that in our lives to help us kind of get on the other side of some of those feelings, like what the role of your own mental health or, you know, acknowledging Mm -hmm. being able to show up for yourself and then set boundaries so that you're healthy. Yeah. I think that's what it's been because when I didn't have any time, when it was just all about the kids. I was a be like I, I was moody all the time. So I stayed in an unhappy relationship for a good two years, and I did that mm-hmm. thinking I was doing that for my children, mm-hmm. and um, thinking, oh well, I can't leave; it would break up the family. Mm-hmm. I was raised in a home where my mom believed that divorce, you just couldn't get divorced. You just couldn't. Mm -hmm. The Bible says the man of one wife and she, um, I was preached that from very young. And so I chose to stay in an unhappy relationship for my kids. Looking back on that now, now that I'm out, I realized that particularly my older two could tell Mm -hmm. and my, that I was unhappy and I wasn't giving my best to those children in those two years before I left because I I was so unhappy and my oldest particularly has just incredibly flourished from mm. just seeing now mm. that mom is happy and, and she has night and day turned around. Um, so, but I do feel guilty and there's times that I feel guilty that, Oh, I am the one who left the marriage. I'm the one who disrupted, you know, what mm. they knew as their normal life. But do I, choose my own happiness over what I think is making the children happy by staying in a home, you know, with their father. So I still, I mean, I think I've definitely gotten better now that time has passed, but I dealt with that a lot. And that's Mm -hmm. really why I didn't leave for the longest time. And I know that's so cliche. People say, Mm -hmm. Oh, I stayed for the kids, but truly that's why I stayed. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because I was, didn't want to break their hearts. I didn't want to make them sad or make them cry. Um, but then, like you said, like you, I guess in your, in your mind, you thought you were like putting on a good face, mm-hmm. but right. when the I older thought, two, no, I thought I was because their father and I didn't scream and argue. We didn't fight. We actually could get along. We just weren't happy. There was no laughter. There was no joy. Um, I truly did not laugh in that house mm-hmm. unless, you know, maybe my kids did something funny or, I mean, I would laugh with them some. But outside of that, there was no laughter and no joy and no happiness. And so, um, 
yeah, I thought I was putting faking it well, but I really wasn't. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, and it was going to come to that anyways. Like, if what if you would have stayed, and then the kids are grown, and then they're gone, right. and then you're stuck with someone that you don't even right. enjoy being with, right? So then, what do you do then? I feel like you wasted a lot of years if you do that. I mean, that's my personal. Yeah, opinion. looking back, I really wish I would have left two, mm-hmm. two and a half years earlier than I did. Um, but you know. You can't regret right. it. Can't Everything regret happens it. in its time right. and its and its purpose. So I won't re- don't regret it. Well, and that's where what Lindsay was saying about the intersection of mom and woman, right? I mean, as mm-hmm. a mom, Rachel, that decision, your girls and your son can look at that, and as a mom, go, okay, right? She, you did, you put yourself first, and you put them first because of that environment. But then also as a woman, right? Your girls can go. Okay, as a woman, whether or not I have children or not, doing something for me matters, mm-hmm. right? And, and so it's I just, think, yeah. I think that's where we get lost mm-hmm. with the mom guilt. We have to remember we're women first. Right. I'm a woman before I'm a right. mother. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman before I'm a wife. Mm-hmm. I'm a woman before I'm a sibling to somebody. Mm-hmm. To some, I'm a woman first. And so if you don't have that concept and understand that concept and you don't pour into yourself, can't pour into mm-hmm. anything else, mm-hmm. any other relationships, mm-hmm. it's just going to be shitty. Yes. You know, in layman's terms. But it's just like... <laughs> in lay, is that layman's terms? Yeah. So it's like, hey. That's we, and I... Thank God I had a mother mm-hmm. who taught me that from the beginning. My mama will always say, them kids going to be grown and gone. Mm-hmm. You better make sure you take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And so it's like... I always took that to heart. Like I'm always trying to pour into Erica and say, mm-hmm. okay, but this is what I need to do. And Hey, I'll be great to y'all That's in true. a few minutes. Yeah. No <laughs> and right. and so. if you're in a healthy marriage, right. you know, taking that time for, cause I feel like sometimes you have kids, not sometimes, a lot of times. And then the poor husband gets like put to the side because the women are just focusing on the kids. It's like, you have to still nurture that relationship mm-hmm. um, because you can fake it all you want, but kids, we were all kids once and we mm-hmm. sense stuff. So, you know, mm-hmm. our kids, we knew. Yeah. They yeah, we knew our kids aren't dumber than us. They know, like, you yeah. know, so mm-hmm. I don't know, but um, here's one that I think uh, from Facebook, Sheree Reiner that relates more to Erica. She's saying, this was funny when I read it. I'm like, oh, Erica, this is, uh, this is right up her alley. I think mommy guilt is real, but I do not think it happens to everyone. I've always had to work to support my family their whole lives. I can think of maybe five times in 19 years that I have felt mommy guilt. I do not feel bad about date nights with my husband or saying mom and dad are taking a small trip without the kids. It literally keeps us both sane. Mm-hmm. So five times in 19 years, that that's... Wow. We put... Yeah, we probably on that same page. Yeah, yeah. You know? about five, yeah. maybe one to five. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> kind of one hand. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. I, was, I was like, look at that. That's funny. Um, <laughs> but from a different perspective, so my friend Tiffany, she wrote. She doesn't have kids. Um, she's trying, but um, let me see what she wrote. So Tiffany Floyd and Cooper. She says this topic. My mommy guilt is waiting too late. Mm-hmm. People have said that I'm selfish focusing on school and career. It hurts so much because that's not what I did. Um, so, and then she says, I have moms who come to see me for therapy for their mommy guilt for that. So I guess that's another aspect of 
mommy guilt, even though you don't have kids, you know, you quote unquote waited too long and. So yeah, I pray for her often. And then so too, don't her. don't beat the moms up who say that they really don't have it because I've mm-hmm. I've seen right. that too. Where it's like, oh well, you chose to have them, and you know you get so much mm-hmm. negative feedback when you you're like, no, I put myself first. Um, no, I go on date nights. Like you get a lot of people be like, that's like, well, you chose to have those kids, mm-hmm. and it's people who can't have kids, and you sound ungrateful. No, I love my children. Mm-hmm. I planned yes. both of my children once mm-hmm. I decided to become a mom. So it's don't don't get it twisted that I didn't want them and that I didn't desire for them to be here. I'm just saying, as a child and growing up, that just wasn't my plan mm-hmm. until you know I met their dad and he was a little older. And, on the kids. So yeah. I was like, I was in love and you know, you're dumb and you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> all right, let's do it. So, but don't beat moms mm-hmm. up. And I think society can do that yes. in every avenue. You beat up stay at home moms. You beat up moms who work. You beat up moms who try to vent. And then it's like, oh, well, you chose to have kids. Mm-hmm. But I can still vent. I can still say it's tiring. Yeah. You know, and so That's I just feel like if society as a whole gets yes. out of that we can move forward and women can be in a better place mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's about balance it's about yeah spending time with your kids but yeah being i feel like in our society it's either you're all in or you're all out like why can't there be like a middle ground like you're yes. with your kids you spend time with them but then I do my own thing. Like, right. what's wrong with that? And it's truly a balance. Right. And, and I was not good. I was balance. horrible at balancing mm-hmm. when my children were young. Like, I even didn't have a friend group outside of my husband and my mom because I felt so all-consumed by children that I didn't take care of myself. Um, I, when they were 11 months old, I started exercising again, and fitness became my um, tool and my avenue to take care of myself. But outside of that, I guess mentally, emotionally, I didn't. I took my care of myself physically at that point, but, um, that was it. And I do regret that as well. I regret, um, not making enough time for myself because I feel like it made me borderline crazy at some yes. point because <laughs> I mean, four kids, I mean, just, just literally all consuming children for years and years and years. So I wish well, I if it weren't for you, Rachel and stepping out and starting your group, we would right. not be together. Oh, yeah. right. Right. Amen. Like we would have never met. I mean, not in that setting. We, we kind of know of each other, but it's different when you're like in this group and this part of this community. So yes. thank you, Rachel. Oh, thank you. Rachel. I love thank having you. you. <laughs> so it was all your fault that we're all here together today. So, no, right. <laughs> so see, don't beat yourself up because beautiful things have come out of it and you just have to remember that. So, um, um, I think one of the, the things that we also face right now in our culture is pressure to have really curated experiences for our children you know, and so there's, of course, this idea of like helicopter parents that you would kind of, you know, mm-hmm. flurry over them everywhere they go. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I think our maybe our generation has also like the bulldozer parents. I mean, you go before them and you smooth everything out. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of the mm-hmm. things that we've talked about um, amongst us is is this idea of maybe having a, a better environment for your children than you had mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. yeah, you know, a, a pressure to have, to have this kind of perfect childhood yes. or something for them that is just entirely too much pressure to mm-hmm. do. And so yes. it, it causes you yeah, to, to not, 
to, to die entirely to yourself Mm -hmm. and then what you need, but just as if that's, you know, what is ultimately best for your kids. Excuse me. And I think I've, I've learned in my own therapy and looking back on things with my family and, you know, just acknowledging like they did their best Mm -hmm. and, and yet there were things that messed me up. (laughs) And so like, I look at my kids and I go, I'm, I'm trying so hard not to do intentional harm, Yes, but I also Mm -hmm. know it's their story in many ways. And I can't, there's just certain things I can't prevent from, you know, for in their little personalities, the way things land with them, I can't, I can't prevent it. And if it means later they're in therapy and I don't mean that flippantly, mm-hmm. like that they would need to have therapy, but later if they do, I'll pay for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's fine. I think right. it's healthy. I think mm-hmm. it's good. And, and I guess I've had just that own kind of forgiveness of my own family of like, they were doing the best that they could and I'm doing the best that I can. And, and that it's not up to me to have this kind of curated experience for my kids that I, that I have kind of bulldozed every obstacle that they might face, including ones in our home or from me, Mm -hmm. you know? So Mm -hmm. just that, that idea, there's just a lot of pressure there. Well, I think to that, I mean, it, it robs our children of the fact that we're all human, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Like making it perfect, pretending things can be perfect, pretending that we as moms can do everything completely forgets the other part of that story, the and part. Like, why can't it be both? Mm-hmm. That we are human and we are going to mess up and we're going to make the wrong decision, even if our intentions are so good. We're going to make the bad decision. We're going to say the wrong thing. We're going to yell at the wrong time. We're going to not spend enough time. We're going to spend too much time, right? There's, we are human. Mm-hmm. And by trying to curate that, because we do, right? Oh, it's got to be perfect. I have to have them on all the things I got to do, you know, they, they lose that opportunity to one, figure it out mm-hmm. for themselves. And that life is sometimes just hard, you know, and mm-hmm. they've got to figure it out. Um, and yeah, that, that ability for moms, I think in terms of, you know, the mom guilt that we put on each other is our kids need to see us kind of stumbling sometimes and not Mm -hmm. really being so sure on our feet on what's going on Mm -hmm. and having to make the hard decisions. Um, yeah. And being honest with them. Yeah. Being honest when we, when we mess up and letting them see our flaws and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, just I'm just all for like breaking these cycles. It's like mm-hmm. you spoke to your point earlier where the generations before us didn't really explain how difficult motherhood was going to be. Like it's not a fairy tale. Um it took so long to even talk about postpartum depression oh, man. in right? our society. Yes. Like nobody talked about mm-hmm. that when I was younger. Yes. So I just feel like just being open and honest with our children about the difficulties mm-hmm. that will arise in parenting, yes. whether you're a mother or a father, but mm-hmm. in particular for us mothers, because we do do it all. Yes. It was not mm-hmm. a part of like my upbringing to be like apologized to, mm-hmm. you know, and right. And I, I try to I try to model that. And my daughter is very intuitive and she like looks at me and kind of knows my feelings and can look at my face. And sometimes I'm like, 
worry about yourself. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why are you asking oh, yeah. me? She's just trying to analyze right. you. Right. Why are you asking me these questions? Um, but, you know, they're, she'll ask, like, Mom, are you mad? And I feel like when I would ask my mom that or other women, you get a, no, I'm not mad. I'm just frustrated. Mm. And, and I remember thinking, but you seem mad. Right. You know? So I try to answer that question, honestly, you know, to the point just about demonstrating and showing the stumbles and that I'm human. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, and, and it's a little bit of a way to show up for myself in that moment of going, yes, mm-hmm. I'm mad. And mm-hmm. also it's okay for mom mm-hmm. to be mad. Yeah, it's okay. I have to laugh because... <laughs> That you can say it so yes, I'm mad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm sorry, mine don't have to ask me if I'm mad. <laughs> they already know it. By the sound of my voice. By the sound of your voice and the words that are coming out of my mouth, right? Or if she talks it Oh yeah, oh yeah. I had barked at him about something. And the next day I was like, you know, when you're mad or sad about something else and then you just take it out on someone yeah. else and it's unrelated to the thing. I was like, mm-hmm. that's what I did to you yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I'm really sorry about that. And so even like, if I, I'm mad, maybe not mm-hmm. at them, or like sure. they can just tell that. Yeah, that I means a lot to them. Kid. We have yeah. to remember that they're human with their feelings yes. and um, and their emotions. So yeah, mm-hmm. right. I I try to do the same, and I, I've I had to, to work on that. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I, I came from yeah family where mm, this grown folk business, mm-hmm. and I'm yep. not apologizing. Yep, same. So it was for me. I had to really work on that, especially with my oldest, like considering her feelings and not just being like just beating beating her down about something mm-hmm. and then later I would sit on it and say okay let me go back in here and be like my bad like well that didn't happen to me when I was younger so why do I you know it's like tough it up like mm-hmm. right we have to remember exactly. that everyone's yes. journey is different that whole t- that suck it up mm-hmm. oh gosh oh, yeah. I really had to work on that with, yeah yeah mm-hmm. I did that in the beginning with the kids when they were little and for the girls sometimes it works but for Khalil it's like oh I need a different approach because mm-hmm. he's more sensitive and just internalizes everything so that Puerto Rican waving hands and screaming didn't work for him so <laughs> No. I, mean, I, I don't know if it worked for the girls, but they took it, they took it like champs. <laughs> but, but yeah, just realizing. I, yeah, I think yeah. that was a little bit of mom guilt for me. Did I think Ooh, go so back and cool. apologize. Oh, yeah. I recognize one. Oh, that's one. I got one. That's one. That's one. But um, I don't want to read the whole thing, but Liz Buchan and Pierce wrote something on Facebook, and she wrote something lengthy, and it's pretty much what I've been reading. But she also wrote on here... Um, Feeling guilty because she says, um, I've not been able to buy my kids things that I would like to or think that they deserve because I'm at a stay at home mom and we don't have extra money. Mm-hmm. Guilty that I'm not smart enough or patient enough to help them with schoolwork now while virtual. Um, and so she was pretty much saying that guilt is the thing. But I was like, oh, that's a different perspective. Like not it feeling is. like you're able to give them things mm-hmm. um, and not feeling smart enough. But 
I know her. I know her. And her, her oldest son is like brilliant. So mm. I don't know if any of us can be smarter than him, Liz. Just saying. Mm. <laughs> no, she's. Um, but that's. Mm. What do you guys think about the whole giving to the kids stuff? Like, is that you a know, guilt? When I read that, when when I saw that she posted that. Growing up, I mean, we didn't have a lot. And my folks, they worked multiple jobs, lots of kids. They weren't around because they were working. Um, And as a child, you just, you know, I mean, you get it. But as an adult now, my mom and I have talked about it before. And she, she has guilt from when we were little, like that they couldn't provide certain things. And, and I knew that we were, we didn't have a lot of money. Like I knew that, but it was never like right. I necessarily wanted for something, but I could, she and I, as a, like as an adult mm-hmm. with my mother and she and I are good friends and she's amazing. We've talked about it and she has shared before about that, like feeling that guilt now as a 63 year old woman with grown five grown women who are fully successful and capable adults where she's. And so it's interesting because I see that she has it as a, you know, as a woman, I don't, um, no, I mean, I think that, you know, there's probably something in there for me as a woman, like being a, a career driven person, there's something like financial in there, you know, to, to be successful that way. But, um, that was the first time in talking with my mom recently about it that I saw that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot. My kids have, they're very blessed, but they only get presents on birthdays and uh, Christmas for me. Mm-hmm. So I'm not the kind of parent we go to the store and I just buy you something. That's a, like, they get excited if I'm like, oh, yeah, I'll buy that for you because they need to make their own money. Well, you know, doing stuff, <laughs> not going out, but you know, they have their own money and you can go, go and buy your own stuff. And so, you know, we, and it's not like a financial thing because we can buy them, you know, a lot, but I'm like, I ain't doing all that. So you can play with it for two seconds. So I don't feel guilty at all. Yeah. No, not the buying mm-hmm. things. I'm strictly no. on everything is earned. Everything I'm is earned. Here. Yep. Yep. It's earned. And you yeah. know what? When they have their own money to spend. Oh, they those don't little, buy anything. Those little son of a guns, they are picky. Mm. <laughs> that costs $30. Yeah, it does. Right. Do you have it? Yeah, but that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is a lot. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if they don't have enough and I lend them a dollar for that purchase, uh, you're going to pay me back. I want my dollar back. It's true. Because mm-hmm. I want them to appreciate what they have and, and not just be handed because we could just hand them everything. And I've lived where my mom couldn't provide but she I mean I felt loved so I knew yeah we don't have as much as others but you know we are fed and she dresses us well and you know and I have my little Barbie dolls and and doll you know and dolls and stuff but uh, with my dad it was overkill like that's how he showed love it's like let's buy the big house and let's you know buy all the things and but he that lacked the love was lacking so I've done both and when you don't show love, to me, that hurts more mm-hmm. than Absolutely. providing yeah. financially or, like, yeah. you know, with physical things. So, show love. Yeah. That's it. Like, yeah. don't worry about the, the materials. Mm-hmm. So, how are we And feeling? ultimately, the kids don't want that anyway. Right. They'd rather no. have the time over the things. They, they would, yeah. And I hear so many parents say, I wanted to give my kids what I didn't have when I was little. 
and spoiling it's just the little asses. stuff. Yeah, kids are entitled yeah. enough yeah. as it is today. Like every Ooh, kid you see has that's a another show. that's a hot yeah, right? for me. That's show. I'm bored. Okay, let's go into your room. Let's gather right. all the things and let's burn them. Right. Right. Then you'll really be bored. Or I'm hungry. If you say that one more time, uh, go into that pantry. <laughs> You got one more. Oh, those are those are triggers for me. I will blow up. I'm like, oh, there's nothing to eat in here, right? With the, well, well it's not what you don't want to eat, right. but there's plenty of food in here. Don't you ever? Oh, they know. Yeah, I get hot. Puerto Rico comes out after that. No, I was, was yeah. going to say I Puerto Rico. Rico. Looking at Puerto Rico right. comes yeah. out because it's like you only break a little right. butt crap. Right. We have food in this house, mm-hmm. and you are not bored with all that just shit that you oh, have. Yeah. yeah. Totally picky. You're picky ass. Totally I'll, I'll, picky. I'll, I'll, I get hey, filled up. There's Puerto Rico. That is trigger right there. It triggers me because I'm like, you don't even know what that means not to have. Mm-hmm. I mean, oh. I don't even know. No. Not really. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. So don't, uh-uh. Nah. Come on now. <laughs> look at my kids. Do they look like they're laughing at anything? And it's not really all of them. It's just that little one. That little one is fire. She's fine. The other two uh, understand. I mean, the one that act like you. The little one. <laughs> that little spinner. She's the one. I'm bored. With all your little toys. How are you feeling over here, mom? Girl? She's looking at her watch. <laughs> and for a minute, she stopped. Right. We're talking about mom girl and Rachel Wall over here with her four kids. Well, what is that worse? Right. But one gets off work in 45 minutes. And? and? To be there to get her because I don't want her to walk in the cold. We are literally, <laughs> oh man, fab mission. First of all, it's not that cold. Right. Does she it's have like a coat? 55 degrees. Thank you, yeah, Megan. Right. Walking is good yeah. for the soul. It is. It I used really to have is. to walk to work it off of Holcomb Bridge yeah. in that same area where you guys live. Mm-hmm. I, I lived right. with my uncle yeah. at one point. Absolutely. For a little bit. And I would walk to the daycare down the street. Nobody cared about me. Nobody <laughs> cared about me. I walked to work and I walked back and here I am. <laughs> Living the life. It's not scary. I walked out. Come on now. Okay. So has the mom guilt eased? I know for you. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, it's eased. It's eased. I'm okay. on Erica's where, side. Where, where are you ladies I'm in, in Erica. that arena of the mom guilt? Like at current day. Mm. Yeah. Like after... I, I still experience it. Um, I think I am probably a guilt and shame prone person. And we have not differentiated between the two in our discussion between mm-hmm. guilt and shame. But what is that um, to you? Guilt would be like I've done something bad mm-hmm. and shame would be I am something mm-hmm. bad. Um, and so guilt can be a healthy thing. I mean, right. Like that's what makes you go. My I hands are sweating. I'm really sorry. <laughs> Therapy session. <laughs> You know, guilt is, can be a healthy thing. Like it helps you know I've done something wrong and I need to apologize. Like that's that's a fine thing. Um, shame when it becomes like I am something bad. You know, that's that is where like it's really not healthy and and or fruitful. And but there are some you know, women out there that have done bad things. Sure, that's right. Children, so. That's of right. Course. That's right. I don't want them to think that they can be like. I did my best. Did you though? Did you do your best? We're not talking to those kind of moms. Right. So, yeah. That's right. But I mean, I, I probably just personally am more shame prone. And so I will, I will struggle with the guilt again, kind of being the all things to everybody. I also don't like to be dependent on anybody. Mm-hmm. And so I would rather like put up walls and go, I like grit my teeth, yep. get it done. Yeah. than. 
you know, maybe let things slide at our house and, or just not do all the things. So I, I do feel a lot of pressure to know when it's sweater day or whatever the event is at school. Um, <laughs> I'll be like, you got, you got a calendar. You know how to check the school. Thank you. Then you I mean, you supposed to know about your own day. Yes. Like, write it down. Yes. <laughs> it's true. Now, I mean, I, I, I will. It's true. I, I'm growing in those things. Okay. Of, you know, my daughter will be like, we forgot to sign my planner. And I'm like, I don't have a planner. <laughs> I'm like, you have a planner. We? And she's like, I forgot to have you sign my planner. I'm like, that's right. You know, right. Yeah. I, I've done second it's grade. Baby you know what I'm like, yes. I don't have a planner to sign. <laughs> so I'm, I'm good. I don't know yes, about you. Baby that's right. Yeah, learn those things. I, knowing like I will be prone to that just in myself. Um, but trying to, I know what I need more now, you know, and, and mm-hmm. taking care of myself and showing up for myself and, and for other relationships, for mm-hmm. my friendships, um, that will last when the kids are gone mm-hmm. and, and my marriage that will last when the kids are gone, you mm-hmm. know, just yeah. have, have learned to show up for myself mm-hmm. and in some more ways. So that, that does That's help right. ease yeah. those things. I still experience mom guilt from, yeah, I think, Yeah. A good bit, I think. Probably a lot more than I should. So um, You're still in that, to me. I mean, I don't know. I'm not in your, your, you know, in your shoes, but it seems like you're just starting that journey right. of healing and understanding who you are outside of your marriage and, you know, being a single mom now. So mm-hmm. you're right. just, I mean, you just said it's less starting. than a year. Right. So, yeah. right. It's less than a year. Yeah. So, I think, so you shouldn't um, have it all figured out right now. No, no, it'll be a while. And I think I... I mean, one thing I did learn to do is to start saying no Mm. to people and to my children and to, I can't do it all. Mm. And, um, I used to be the yes person. I used to be the room mom that was room moms to multiple children. Mm. And with you, (laughs) I I was all of that. We need need a Yeah. (laughs) I have zero desire to ever be room mom ever. And that was my dream. I love it. Yeah. And then then I had four kids and I was like, I can't do it. I cannot do it all. I can't, I want to make sure that I can do good. Everything that I'm doing, I want to do good. And I learned that every, I was just half-assing everything because there was not enough of me to go around. So, um, yeah, but I still suffer mom guilt, but I think I'm, I'm getting better. You have your best friend, Erica, over here. She, she'll help you with that. <laughs> That'll be an interesting piece yeah. uh, when we come back for our part two, because, uh, yes, very, very different styles. <laughs> and uh, whereas she's struggling with the mom guilt of leaving for a couple of hours, I'm like, they are right. I made dinner before we left. They can eat, watch TV. We can make this quick run. They're okay. <laughs> and we'll be... At her job to get her on time. And it's they're okay. not little anymore. Right. Rachel. I think you yeah. think they're still like little nuggets, mm-hmm. but they're but they're not. Yeah, that's yeah. true. True. Mm-hmm. And I think I because of the situation that they're in, oh, they now have newly divorced parents. I think mm-hmm. I'm trying not to overcompensate, but I find that I do at times. I'm like, oh well, I need to make sure okay. You know, I, I find myself overcompensating in a certain in certain areas. Now, do the kids make you feel that way, or you're just no, fine that's that just way? me. Yeah, it's completely mm-hmm. me. No, not that's, in the that's all her. It's, it's all me. Them. I think the the biggest remedy to mommy guilt is is grace. <laughs> you know, giving mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. to yourself mm-hmm. and yes. to one another, and and that it there will be seasons that 
I think we might experience more or less Mm -hmm. or, you know, and that will come and go. And so in those times of transition, if it's a different job or if it's a move or if it's a new school or, you know, whatever it is that our families experience, you know, I think that that guilt will come and go. And so to not guilt about having guilt, you know, when you, if you are experiencing, like, I'm feeling like I can't show up for my kids in every way and go, it's okay. You know, kind of grace for yourself Mm -hmm. as you're trying to be free from it. And as your kids go into their different stages, you're going to feel different things as a mom. Mm -hmm. And so for me, um, I think I'm a little softer now. So um, it may hit me a little bit more every now and then because Taylor is 20. Mm -hmm. And so she's entering Mm -hmm. into that stage of um, I'm helping her navigate a Mm -hmm. whole lot Mm -hmm. with adult life. Mm -hmm. And so it's like then you start reflecting on, okay, well, damn, what did I do (laughs) as a parent? Maybe I should have stayed home with you. (laughs) You know, like you get into. So as I can't say that part for me, I know I, I joke a lot and I'm like. Oh, I didn't have, which I really didn't and I don't, but it just, I think it also depends on what stage of life they're in. And Mm -hmm. I find it, um, parenting as a mother is a little more difficult when they're young adults. Mm -hmm. For me, the easier part was when they were small, but it's like, oh, and they're navigating Mm -hmm. work and school and relationships of their own. And they're like. And you're trying to help them with that emotion, but then at the same time, like not step too much into yes, their emotions because they need to experience. Yeah, that's that's a you that's, you and I, you right. uh, Erica and I are in the same boat when it comes to that with our right. girls because it's like yeah, it's that balance of how much do you do? They're not mm-hmm. children, but they're not mm-hmm. adult adults. So yeah, right. that's been yes. difficult for me too. But my thing is like it's not a guilt thing. It's like I'm learning just in life in general, not outside of the kids. I just take one moment at a time. Mm-hmm. Like I, like before in the past, I'd be like, oh my gosh, like one little thing would happen and I would drag all the things from the past and bring it to the future and to the now. And I get so overwhelmed and it's like, no, let's, okay, what's happening right now with mm-hmm. this child, since we're talking about mom guilt, with this child and let's deal with that and not dwell on. Right. Let's not ignore it and be like, oh, okay, you know, figure it out, but let's. You know, like if you feel like you've done things in the past that you could have done better, you can correct that yes. now. You right. know, yeah. right. like instead right. of feeling guilty of what could have happened, you can do something now. Yes. Right. And I think that's to me, that's important. That's all that we would want from our parents, even as 40 year old women. That's what I want for my, you know, my mom. My dad's not here. But if he was. Okay, let's forget the past. Let's just work on what we can do now moving forward. Right. I would have appreciated that, you know, before he passed away. And it, we were getting on that track and it meant a lot. Right. And I really was like, okay, let's let's start anew. Um, so I think that's yeah. important to do yeah. moving forward. I think in terms of the question of like, where are you with mom guilt, like on the mom guilt spectrum? I mean, being really honest, I think I still suffer from it in so many ways. Um and it is, it's a process. Um, I think when you were talking about, you know, the, the buying things and that, I mean, I think about year, you know, just in the last couple of years where I would absolutely you, where I would feel so guilty for not being home for being gone. And that time on the weekends, I would, I would take them and I would take them to lunch and we would buy stuff and we would do stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was like the fun mom, mm-hmm. right? Because right. Like, Oh, 
I'm going to be the fun mom. And I think about it now, mm-hmm. what the, what that decision was, it was they didn't want any of that. Yeah. And truly looking at it now going, okay, I'm going through that point of, oh, you know, the therapy, the self sort of actualization around what's going on. What does that actually mean? And saying, oh, wow. Okay. I got to fix that because it hasn't worked. Didn't work. Mm-hmm. Um, it goes back to the time. Um and so there, I would say, honestly, I think I have a lot of it just because, you know, balancing, okay, this is who I am and this is what I want, but this is what my kids need too. And just mm-hmm. going through all of that. So I think it, for me, it's, it's constant trying to weigh that out where intellectually, I know that it's ridiculous, right? That it is something we put on ourselves that we don't need, et cetera, et cetera. But then in, in like my unhealthy brain or oftentimes in my heart, it's like, well, but I've got to make up for it. I've mm-hmm. got to make up for that time. I've got to make up for that time. Mm-hmm. And so then it's trying to figure out how to do it in healthy ways yeah. versus unhealthy ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause we think by giving, um, you're showing love, but then also you're creating little monsters yes. too. Cause then they think, Oh, this is how life should be. And everything's mm-hmm. handed to me and mom's going to mm-hmm. give me. And then when you don't, it's like, they don't mm-hmm. know what to do with it. So mm-hmm. Oh no! But I did find something on on Facebook, um, not on Facebook. On I found something on Instagram, not on Instagram. What is this app? <laughs> I found. I'm gonna. I'm gonna all this. <laughs> edit that part out. I'm gonna, I'm gonna edit that part out because I found, found something somewhere. I don't know what I'm talking about. On Pinterest. On Pinterest. Oh. So it says ten affirmations okay. for mom guilt. I matter. I'm worthy of good things. I am strong. I am loved. I love myself. I am a good mom already because I love my kids. There are a million ways to be a good mom. I am making decisions for the best interest of my family. It's not my job to be perfect, but to show my kids grace and forgiveness. I forgive myself for my failures. And the last one says, God has called me to be, um, God has called me to motherhood through him. I can do all things. And so I saw that and I just thought it was so beautiful and so, and so true. Mm-hmm. So we just have to remember mm-hmm. that. And yeah. Any last comments before we get out of here? Rachel needs to go get that baby. <laughs> that big baby. How old is she? Um, 15. 15. 15. 15 year old baby. She, uh, I know. <laughs> well, I love you ladies. Thank you so much as always for joining me. I love having these conversations with you and Let's pick another topic and do it again. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 So I asked on Facebook uh, for people to share some of their quotes that they would want to share with people. So in the next um, shows that I'm recording, I want to share some of these. So this one is from Carolyn Talley Harshaw. She shared this quote by Eleanor Roosevelt. Um, So this will be the quote of the week. A woman is like a tea bag. You never know how strong it is until it's in hot water. And also, please, please, please continue to listen to the podcast. Continue to share. Rate wherever you're listening. Rate um, the podcast. That way, um, you know, it helps me get out there into the world. Um, and I appreciate you all so much. See you next week. I need my space to breathe.